Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I am your host as always, Stan McCune. I am a realtor here in Greenville, and you can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. Please find that contact information in the show notes, send me a text, uh, give me a call, uh, just know if I've never spoken to you before and you just call me up out of the blue, there's a good chance I won't answer right away. Sometimes it's best to lead with a text, but please reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. And please, if you have any uh, desire to hear this show anymore, to watch this show anymore after this episode, please subscribe. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, on uh, Google Play, Audio Boom, uh, Stitcher Radio, any of those platforms. Subscribe, like, review, rate, do all of those things for the show to get it out to as many people as possible because I would really, really appreciate that. Um, I am recording this on August 17th. This is going to release uh, next week. We just got the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats for the month of July. So that's what we're going to be going over. But before we even get into that, I need to preface with the past few days, we have seen mortgage rates really go through the roof. They had been hovering in the uh, high sixes, low sevens for quite some time. They had pretty much been staying above or right at the 7% on average range. Again, this is for a 30-year fixed mortgage. Um, today, when I got up, they were in the 7.3 to 7.4 range on average. So that is a big, big jump. So we need to really be monitoring uh, this because that directly, as we've spoken before, that directly impacts the housing market. Um, that will directly impact demand, seeing rates go from 7% to 7.3 or 7.35. That's a huge impact. So I want to make sure that I lay that foundation uh, because I don't know, you know, the with the volatility of rates, I don't know if they're going to be higher or lower or about the same when this records in about a week. Oftentimes, I record these episodes um, a week or two, sometimes three weeks before um, I actually air them. And sometimes they're because of how volatile things are right now. It, like the content almost feels antiquated already by the time it's released. So I hate when that happens. Uh, but sometimes it does, unfortunately, and there's just kind of nothing we can do about it. Um, I simply have to record these when I have time, and sometimes that means recording ahead, and sometimes that means that there's new data by the time the recording comes out that changes some of the things. Um, but my gut feeling is that rates will probably be still kind of around where they are, um, there's a variety of reasons why rates have gone up the past few weeks. Not going to get into that today. Um, but just know that we are now entering into the slow season of real estate combined with mortgage rates going up to their highest level in essentially 20 years. Uh, that will for sure have an impact on the housing market. And uh, do I think that it's going to lead to a dramatic uh you know, prices going down by 20%. No, we just talked about that in, in the last episode. I don't see that type of thing happening, uh, but we will address some potential scenarios later in this show. Um, so as I said before, we are going to be looking at um, the uh, Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats 
and I am going to, if you're looking on YouTube, you are able to see the market stats that I'm sharing. I'm making sure that you can actually see the right thing. Okay, yes, you can. <laughs> um, screen sharing is a terrifying thing because I've got like 500 tabs open and I want to make sure that you're actually uh, looking at the right one here. So we're looking at the market stats that were just released by the uh, Greater Greenville Association of Realtors. And there is some, uh, nothing too shocking in here, but some very helpful things to consider. Um, so we're just going to start right at the top like we normally do where the market stats start, which is new listings. New listings data, this is usually pretty accurate. They always revise these numbers um, as you know as the months go on. I don't fully understand how those revisions happen, but normally these numbers end up being revised a little bit higher. Um, but there's only really two uh, numbers on this sheet that are usually revised dramatically, and new listings isn't one of them. So this is going to be pretty accurate. New listings was down 15.8% year on year. This has been uh, really the story of the whole year, right? This has been uh, this is a nationwide story that when rates went up in kind of an unprecedented way the past year, uh, new listings went down. And so the market responded to the decrease in demand as a result of, of mortgage rates with a decrease in supply. And for a time, uh, for a time uh, back last year, the supply was decreasing faster than the demand. And so the result was that inventory went up. Well, that stabilized, uh, you know, at towards the end of last year, and basically since then we've just been kind of uh, having supply and demand just kind of increasing, or, or sorry, rather decreasing at the roughly at the same rate. And and so this is what we've been seeing is these negative year-on-year -year prints of new listings, uh, which has been pretty consistent, like I said for uh for the past year now we had a major major drop off in new listings in the second half of last year so this is going to most likely flip positive pretty soon right because we had in in uh let's see here this would have been december of last year was the lowest new listings that we had seen since 2018 and so what that's going to mean is most likely the December numbers this year will be higher than they were last year. That was unprecedented. And so probably in the fourth quarter of this year, we'll probably see uh, at the very least December, we'll have new listings data that's up year on year higher than uh, than last year, uh, perhaps November as well. We'll just have to keep track. But bottom line is that the, the new listings data has been going down pretty consistently year on year, and it was down month on month as well. So to give you the actual numbers, uh, new listings data for July 2023 was 1,705. July of the previous year, it was 2,025 new listings. Um, last month, it was 1,927. Now we see a normal seasonal decline that happens around this time of year. New listings do tend to go down in July versus June. So that's not a big surprise. Uh, but again, we saw uh, year, year over year, there's 15.8% fewer new listings that came on the market for July. Uh, pending sales, okay? This is one of the numbers that is frequently wrong in, uh, in this GGAR data. So we're not going to look at the July numbers. We're going to look at 
the June numbers. The June numbers, uh, when they first came out, it said, and I've got, you guys can't see it if you're looking on YouTube, but I've got this pulled up on uh, on a different monitor here. So originally the June numbers, when they came out last month, were 792 pending sales. That's been revised up to 1,300 nine pending sales and this is pretty normal that these numbers are usually about five to six hundred pending sales off which completely skews this data but long story short that was down 6.1 percent so this is what we've seen pending sales have been down pretty consistently but they stabilized if you look back to the fourth quarter of last year this is what i just said the numbers were down in the in the 25 percent range and they've been really in double digits negatives for pretty much the entirety of this year so far it that is going to remain true for july as well july um i predict will probably end up being around uh 1400 ish pending sales once they revise this data and that will be pretty close to what it was the year before whatever I, I i don't think our decline in july year on year once we get the revised data for pending sales is going to be too off of what we saw uh last year so if if you're a realtor like i am that's good news if you're a seller uh generally speaking that's good news if you're a buyer not as good of news because that means that demand is returning back to or, or did return back to similar levels as what it was a year ago um, that being said, we're still talking about numbers that are lower than they were during during the pandemic. Um, so we'll keep monitoring that. But for now, it my prediction is that the July pending sales, once we have the official data in, which won't be until next month, that it's basically a very similar, if not flat, mo- month year on year to July of 2022. All right, closed sales. This is usually a pretty accurate number. And our closed sales were down 6.5% year on year. It went from 1,314 in July of uh, 2023, as opposed to 1,406 in July 2022. So those closed sales were down. But if the pending sales did what I think that they did, then our August closed sales and perhaps our September closed sales may end up being a lower decrease or maybe not even a, a decline at all year on year. So we'll keep track of that. Um, but the past two months, June and July 2023, have been down in the roughly 6.5% range year on year. Um, and, and right now, our 12-month median uh, for closed sales is down 11.5% year on year. So this is what we've talked about with the market contracting. The market has contracted by 11.5% uh, year on year in Greenville real estate. Um, now... As we've spoken before, that doesn't necessarily mean that prices have collapsed. And this is what we've talked about a little bit in the past. Um, I'm going to get into that a little bit more later. uh, But for now, just know that just because the market has uh, has contracted doesn't necessarily mean that prices go down. That being said, we do have to obviously keep monitoring prices. Days on market until sale, we saw a 100% increase year on year. That doesn't really mean a whole lot because last year, July 2022, was 19 days on market until sale. That's one of the lowest numbers we've ever had. Um, so it's 38 days on market until sale right now. Um, that is still historically very, very low. Very, very low number. 
and um, and that is just indicative even more of the impact that uh, that demand is having in this market that that we have had a stabilization effect. Uh, we've now had two straight months in the high 30s days on market until sale. In fact, this is a decrease from last month. Last month was 39 days on market until sale. This month is 38. We have now had five straight months, or I guess four straight months, of declines in days on market until sale since it uh, peaked at 58 in March of this year. And so, uh, so that's very interesting. It's still very much, this is one of the metrics that we assess, whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. If, if we're in the 38 days on market until sale range, that is very, very much still a seller's market. Um, now, I would not be surprised if we see this number really balloon during the winter months as we enter that seasonal slowdown. Um, we'll just have to watch and see. Would not be surprised if it if it hops back up into uh, the uh, the 50s like it was back in uh, February, March, and April. All right, let's talk about prices. Median sales price was exactly the same in July of 2023 as it was in June of 2023, right there at 320,000. Um, now that's still the highest number we've ever had. That being said, in comparison to July of 2022, it's not up that much. July 2022, it was up to 317,390. So we increased year on year by 0.8 percent when we uh, when we hit that 320,000 number in July. Now, I have said in previous episodes that I thought perhaps we would see a few negative prints this this summer going into the fall season year on year in terms of the median sales price because we had hit those high numbers last summer as people were rushing to get in on those uh, those low interest rates. It's very interesting to me that we did not see that for the month of July. July was the, the month that I had kind of uh, circled as the month that I really thought we would see uh, in addition to May of this year that we would really see a negative year-on-year sales price number, and we didn't. And um, and so there's a very good chance that we don't see any more negatives for the rest of this year. But again, year on year. But we are entering the normal seasonal decline. If you're looking at the uh, at the chart that I have on YouTube, you can see that there's always a peak during the summer and then a decline. Now, what typically happens is the decline is about five to ten percent off of the summer peak, and then usually it ends the year higher than what the year started, okay? So that is what we talk about when we talk about real estate appreciation. We're not really talking about month on month because there are some months that are down versus others, but what we're talking about is year on year. So right now, the 12-month median is up 5.8% if you go back a a year. Um, But in terms of Simply comparing July 2023 versus July 2022 is only up 0.8%. I hope that makes sense. Um, but we could very so I've been predicting that we would see a moderate once we once we get to the end of this year that the 12 month uh, that that the year on year basically for December compared to December of last year will be up very very slightly. So December of last year. Uh, was at 295,000. So I said, I already said that we typically see prices uh, 
basically the the median sales price usually ends up five to ten percent lower than its summer peak by the time you get to the end of the year. So it's at if it's at the five percent range, then we'll end up, you know, basically a little bit above that two hundred ninety-five thousand. But if we see uh, it more closer to that ten percent range, we could very well end up essentially having a negative year-on-year number uh, for the median sales price. In other words, we could see sales, uh, the median sales price have a year-on-year decline once it's all said and done. Now, that's a little bit of a simplistic way to look at it because just arbitrarily picking the month of December and deciding, okay, we're going to base everything off of this, that's not really the right way to do it. It is more accurate to take the 12-month median, so so to look at all all 12 months and then say, okay, what has been happening consistently? But that being said, if we so we've essentially been really flirting with uh, with prices staying flat now for several months in a row, for six months in a row. So February prices were only up 0.1% in March, 1.7% in April, 1.6%. And then in May, remember, we had that negative uh, 0.6%. So we had a slight year-on-year decline for the month of May. Then in June, it hopped back up to 2.7% year-on-year increase. And then July, 0.8% year-on-year increase. But guess what? These rates going up, being in close to the mid-sevens, it's going to have an impact. Um, Now, we're going to be comparing, again, favorably year-on-year to last year when those rates really started to get crazy. So I, it's it's really going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I, nobody really anticipated mortgage rates going up to where they are right now. So this caught everyone pretty much by surprise. Um, a lot of major in, investors that put out forecasts thought that rates would, would end the year in the sixes. That seems almost impossible uh, at this point. And by sixes, I don't mean like high sixes. I mean like mid sixes. It's not impossible that rates could end up, you know, maybe in the high sixes by the end of the year. Um, but it seems more and more likely that we're going to just kind of be in the 7% mortgage rate environment for the next several months at the very least. Um, it, it just seems unlikely that that's going to change anytime soon at this point. And so we have to see how the market responds to that. Um, from what I've been seeing, the market is still pretty strong. Um, but again, when when people all of a sudden just overnight have a jolt, have, have a complete shock in their purchasing power, that causes people to decide to drop out of the market. People that were already stretched thin at 7%, now that they're at 7.35%, if that holds, um, you're going to see less demand. Um, and so there will be a, a big question here about whether the the lower demand ends up causing prices to decrease in a more than seasonal way uh, in terms of how we track this. So this will be very interesting. Um, I, I My hunch is that we will still end up, when it comes to the end of the year, end up being in the high 290s or low 300s, um, but... All bets are off right now because uh, this mortgage environment is so crazy. Um, the average sales price was up 5.7% year on year. We don't look at this super closely because the median is a better way of, of looking at things than the average. Uh, but for those that are interested, the average was basically flat from last month 
at 383,154, uh, but that was a 5.7% year-on-year increase from July of last year, which was at 362,000 and change. Um, so that 383 number, that's a slight decrease from, from last month technically, which is 383,912. Uh, but we've been hovering in the low 380s now for three months in a row, which are all near the highs uh, for what we've had in Greenville on average. That's a testament to the fact that more expensive homes are being sold uh, and, and dragging that number substantially higher than the median at this point. The uh, percent of list price received, this is also a very good metric of what's happening in the market. How, what percentage of the price that a seller has a house listed at are they actually getting when the when the home closes? This does not take into account seller concessions, so we we can't factor in. Okay, how many closing costs did the seller pay for the buyer? Um, so that's that's an important detail, um, and and that's particularly important when we're comparing to last year because last year until the second half of the year, sellers weren't paying any buyer closing closing costs, and that really changed towards the second half of last year. So we have a 1.9% decrease year on year when it was over 100% last July, 100.7%, and now it's down to 98.8% this July. Uh, so what that means is a few different things. First off, it's greater than 1.9%, because like I already said, last July, sellers were not paying buyer closing costs at all. Now, it's more common particularly for a home that's been on the market for a week or two for sellers to have to pay for some realtor closing for some rather uh, buyer closing costs um, and so that's something to keep in mind this number has really uh, changed even more dramatically than the data would would indicate because the Greenville data does not take into account seller concessions um, but what's more interesting to me is to track the month-on-month -month data, because we had seen four consecutive months, uh, really five consecutive months, rather, of increases in this. So it, it, it had gone all the way down to 97.8% uh, in terms of the percent of list price received back in uh, January, February of this year. And so that was the lowest number that we had had in quite some time. But that compared very favorably to pre-pandemic norms. Pre-pandemic norms was around 98%. Um, this month of July was the first decrease in this number that we've had uh, basically since, uh, let's see here, since January of earlier this year. So um, I think what we're going to see is this number probably as the market experiences the seasonal cooldown, we're going to see this number get lower and lower. So sellers just need to be prepared. Uh, you're typically not going to see a full price offer in this environment. You can expect to see an offer that is, at the moment, roughly one and a half times below what you have a home listed for, if it's listed for the right price, okay? If it's not listed for the for the right price, if you've overpriced your home, um, then you're going to see an even lower number. If you've underpriced your home, then uh, then at that point, you might see offers that are above at or above list price. That's what you can expect in this environment. And and unlike, I should mention, unlike the environment the past few years, if you've overpriced your home, you can't just wait it out and and think, okay, in two months, um, the, the market is going to catch up to this price point. No, there's no guarantee of that because prices, as we've talked about, have only been appreciating by half a percent to a, a percent and a half. 
uh, per year, year on year. And so, um, so we're not seeing what we were seeing before, which was 20% increases year on year for, for a, quite a, a while. So people could overprice their home. And within a couple of months, the market had already caught up to, to what that home is worth. That's just not happening anymore. So you have to approach this market differently. And those that, uh, that don't, that still have the mindset of, you know, 2020 through mid, the middle of 2022, if you're still, taking that mindset with you, you're going to get left behind. You're going to not be able to sell your home. So you need to keep that in mind. Um, housing affordability index uh, was down 16% year on year, uh, but it was it stayed flat at 84. This number, if mortgage rates hold, this number is going to go down. Housing is is much less affordable. Um, and so uh, we, we really want this number to be as close to 100 as possible. 100 means that the median uh, household can afford the median priced home. So with it being at 84, that's that just means housing affordability is not great in this area. And this number is really being impacted by mortgage rates right now because that number uh, factors in mortgage rates. Um, inventory of homes for sale. This number is always a little bit high uh, when it comes in and then they revise it. So uh, for comparison, when we looked at this number uh, June, uh, of this year, so we looked at June last month, and it was it came in at three thousand seven hundred seventy four. They revised that down to three thousand two hundred five. So that's a that's a big difference. That's a over five hundred uh, home difference, and so uh, so we need to keep that in mind. Uh, so with that in mind, July's inventory of homes for sale was uh, three thousand six hundred seventy six. So that's probably about five hundred homes too high. So it's probably pretty close to last month. Uh, which was revised to 3,205. We're probably right in that 3,200 range. And we have been kind of hovering in the, uh, you know, basically all year in the low 3,000s to high 2,000s in terms of inventory. Uh, so at the moment, that seems for the month of July, like it's it's about what it had been uh, for at least the month of June, maybe slightly lower than the month of June. Um, but July... 2022, it was at 2,929. So I do think it's going to be year on year higher than that. But what we're going to see is the amount of uh, of increase year on year is going to be substantially lower than what it had been uh, for a, for a while. And eventually, I I do think that we're going to see some negative prints. We will see inventory end up in the negatives. I think at some point once we start comparing to uh, some of those higher inventory months that we experienced in the fourth quarter of last year. We'll have to keep an eye on that because, again, these mortgage rates going up higher might impact things. I do think that we're going to see inventory start to accumulate a little bit as we go into the slow season. But, I mean, we're comparing against historical lows. So that's not necessary. I mean, we need that in this market. But that doesn't mean, oh, there's going to be a glut of homes for sale. That's not what I'm saying. There's still it's still going to be a really tight, a really constrained market. Month supply of inventory. Um, this is always I, I say this every every year the the or every month. The most recent month is always off. They said July was three months of inventory. That's that's not going to be correct because uh, basically they are dividing the average monthly pending sales 
from the inventory of homes for sale. And I just said that the inventory of homes for sale and the pending sales are both off uh, every every single month for the most recent months. So we have to look back at um, at June. So originally when they came out with the June numbers, they thought it was 3.1 months uh, of supply. They revised that down to 2.5 months of supply, which is a, an increase year over year, but still very, very low. Um, really, for buyers to really feel like the um, the month supply is that they have options, I think we'd really need to see this number get into the four and a half range. So I believe it's still going to be once they revise July. I believe it's it's still going to be in the mid twos at the end of the day. So month supply of inventory, um, we for buyers to feel better, we need this number to almost double. Uh, from the from the levels that it's at currently, um, yeah, and and so so here we are. We're we're basically at the end. I'm not going to get into all of the other uh, all of the other numbers because we've already taken long enough with this show. Um, there are more things I could get into the weeds on on two bedroom properties versus three bedroom, all, all sorts of different things like that. But I think the long story short. Um, and and the uh, TLDR, too long didn't read version of this podcast is that we've still seen demand stabilize. We're still seeing prices pretty much stable. Everything is stable, but the environment currently in mid-August is not stable. And I think that that's going to be reflected in some of this data going forward because we're entering this period of instability into the seasonal slowdown. That very same thing happened last year at this time. And what happened uh, last year when that happened is that demand really plummeted, um, price appreciation really plummeted, and we we just saw, uh, and, and then new listings data really plummeted. So we saw everything go down. And I, I think that there's a very good chance that we end up uh, with that continuing to happen just because of mortgage rates being where they are. Now, that being said, experienced realtors that I'm talking to and myself, we're all staying pretty busy. Um, and what that anecdotally tells me is that, again, everything has kind of stabilized for those that are active in this market. For those that are now at the point where they've just kind of come to grips with the fact that 7%, these rates are just going to be here for the foreseeable future. What are you going to do? Are you going to not move? Are you going to continue to rent? Um, you really don't have any choices. Um, and what I'm what I'm telling people is we're, we're seeing these median prices, um, and I'm going to pull up that median sales price graph back up here. We're seeing, we're in an environment where, where median prices are not going up to the extent that they had been in years past. And what I've said before, I will say again, that's because of mortgage rates being where they are. And when rates come down, we're going to see those prices skyrocket, start to to skyrocket back up again. I truly believe that. And so even though it's not a very affordable market right now, um, it's if you're a buyer in this market, this may be your best opportunity. Uh, we'll be going into the second half of this year uh, to purchase before, you know, if we see rate decreases at some point next year, um, I think that the market could really go crazy and people could, you know, start to start to lose their minds again um, in terms of, you know, everyone trying to buy all at the same time because we got all this pent up demand that is accruing as people get priced out of the market. 
Once they get priced back in, it's going to get crazy again. So just keep that in mind. Um, if you're a buyer and you haven't been priced out yet, um, don't give up just because the the uh, the the price just seems too high on a monthly basis from what you're willing to stomach. If you can afford it, I think that you'll be better off going ahead and and purchasing now while the rates of appreciation are the lowest they've been in a while versus waiting until rates come down and then we see all these buyers jump back into the market and then you find yourself competing with them and in multiple multiple offer situations and now you know maybe the rate is lower but now you're having to spend a lot more on the house versus you could have bought the house now and then when uh when rates go down uh in theory refinance at that point so those are just some things to consider nothing is guaranteed there's no guarantee that rates are going to go down next year or the year after or anything like that we've talked about that before um but it's it's good to to plan ahead and obviously we will be tracking all of this data as we enter uh the fall months and the winter months of this year to see what is happening so you can stay stay on the front lines of everything here in the Greenville market. So I appreciate you guys listening or watching. Please like, review, subscribe, rate, all of those things, whatever platform you're watching or listening on. Um, if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs, my contact information is in the show notes. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll talk again next time.